Oh, we are in our series, Disciple, and this is our fifth uh, talk through this topic, and I want to ask you to just try to get engaged right from the start. I've got some questions, some discussion things that we'll have based on this this evening, but let's start with our theme verse from Matthew 28 and 18 through 20. This is the theme, and this is where we get the, the topic from, and this is the Great Commission, Matthew 28. 18 through 20. Let's read this out loud together, if you would with me begin. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So, the phrase in here, and you see it marked in your, in your notes, the phrase where we find make disciples is the Greek word that is translated teach in verse number 19. Go ye therefore and teach. That literally means make disciples. And that's the mission. So we know there are some principles. And we look at this every single week. Principle number one. Now, I know it's Wednesday night, but I'm going to ask you to say these with me too because it helps us all get engaged. So good and strong, principle number one on the front page of your handout. Let's try it together. Principle number one, ready? Disciples make disciples who make disciples. That's important. This is the mission that we're on. Number two, ready? Jesus gave the process and the pattern for making disciples. The process is evangelize, baptize, teach all things. That's the process. The pattern is what we've been looking at every week. Where do we see the examples? How is it happening? And then finally, and I think this is the most important one, this is what I'm trying to drive home each and every week. Number three, say it with me, and I promise this is the last one I'll ask you to do with me. Here we go. Number three, discipleship involves the whole church. Each and every one of us is supposed to be on a disciple-making mission. So, the last few weeks, number one, we said we introduced the topic. The second week, we said, hey, discipleship means you have to have compassion. Number three, discipleship means you've got to practice hospitality. Number four, that was last week, discipleship means that it's important for each of us to be active assemblers. In last week's message, we talked about the importance of assembling together, gathering together as a local church. This week's topic is a fun one. I think they're all fun ones, but this is, you'll find this on the inside, Make Disciples 5, be involved in spiritual mentoring. Be involved in spiritual mentoring. Let me read this passage to you. This is where we're going to get a lot of our discussion from tonight. And you can follow along with me. It's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10 through 17. 2 Timothy 3, 10 through 17. This is the Apostle Paul speaking as a spiritual mentor to a young pastor named Timothy. Paul would be the mentor to Timothy, the mentee. Let's read his, his statement to him. 2 Timothy 3, 10 through 17. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, 
charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch and Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. So this is a, one of the most important, one of the final messages actually from the spiritual mentor to his, his mentee, to Timothy, who's learning from him how to follow the Lord. So I'd like you to do this. We're going to come to this discussion time right now. Take a minute and write down what comes to mind when we talk about mentoring. How would you define mentoring? So we'll just give it a minute for you to write it down. And then we'll, we'll go around. So I'll take a sip of my coffee while we give you a minute to think about this discussion question. What comes to mind when we talk about mentoring? How would you define mentoring? Just another, another 30 seconds or so. What do you, as we get ready to talk about that, what comes to mind when we talk about mentoring? How would you define mentoring? All right, who's ready to go first? Who wants to go some? Jason. Good. Good stuff. I like that. Guide or guidance to the right direction or path. What do you got, Josiah? Passing wisdom. I like that. Passing wisdom. It's good stuff. Somebody else, what did you put? Yes. Being a big brother. Boy, that's really good. I like that. Yes. Oh, there's a lot there. That'll preach that whole thing there. That's good. Taking someone under your wing with grace, allowing them to patiently learn. That's really good. Who else? What did you put down? Carla. Oh. Yeah, helping others achieve their goals. Somebody else, what'd you put? Anybody, anything to add to that? Okay, let's do this. Tell me who has been, and this can be, this can be in any sphere of life, in any sphere of life, a mentor that you remember. Somebody who made, it could be anything. And I don't want the whole life story, right? We're going to keep it succinct. 
but give me one mentor from your life and just a super quick statement of why they were, and again, it could be a spiritual mentor or it could be any mentor in any, any sphere of life. Who can think of, who can point to somebody? Carla? Your mom. Wow, so you could see the difference in her. She didn't always have to tell you. I'm sure she did some telling too, but it was the showing that that's really cool. Somebody else, who's a mentor in your life? And what, and what was it about that? Can you think of somebody? Yes? Wow, that's, <laughs> that's a great story. Oh, look at that. You learned something, yeah. Somebody else. Yeah, Josiah. Josie, yeah. And she was like a peer mentor, right? Yeah. That's really cool. That's awesome. Yes? So maybe he saw, he saw something in you, or he... That's not what I want to be. Mentors have, sometimes I think, um, this is a discussion point later, but I think one thing that makes a good mentor is sometimes a good mentor sees in us what we don't see in ourselves. And well, I'm glad you agree. Um, it is, in that, that they see something in us that we don't see. In fact, I have this down. Think about Jesus and his disciples, right? Jesus, yes, he taught them, but he... He mentored those men and women, but most of the, the record we have is of his work with the, with the men. But in what ways did Jesus exemplify the ideal mentor? Well, for one, he definitely saw something in them that they didn't see in themselves, right? Peter is like, you know, upon this, he's like, yeah, you, Peter, you've said this right, and upon this rock of his confession of faith, I'm going to build my church, and Peter's a mess, right? But in all of the disciples, Jesus, he knew what he could do in them. And in what other ways was Jesus a mentor to the disciples, as you think about it, as Jesus being the ultimate example of mentoring? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, he spent that's a good that's a good observation because the the they would be like, what in the world did that parable mean? And then that the, you especially there's the story of the seed and the sower. That one in, in particular, they were like, we don't understand this, and they went away privately. And Jesus explained them to them, and he even told them that these things I speak in parables, but to you I speak plainly. Yeah, he took the time to explain. So, somebody else, in what ways? Yes, Deborah. Take. Yeah. Well, yeah, he just sent them out. He did stretch them. He's like, all right, you 70, you, you, you guys, uh, go preach and go heal and go do miracles. Like, can you imagine? Like, like, we just take it for granted. I don't think Peter had ever performed a miracle in his life before. Jesus is like, all right, go out and do that. And they went out with the power of the Holy Spirit. And they... Yeah, that's interesting. Jesus could have just done everything by himself, right? Like, he could have just made the fish and the loaves appear in the people's hands. But he's like, all right, you guys, you go distribute them. He involved them in his work. And a good mentor does that as well. There's involvement that takes place. Jesus, is there anything else from Jesus? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody else? Yeah. Yeah. He would kind of course correct them, right? Like, when is the kingdom coming? Or, or James and James and uh, John, let's call on fire and burn these people up. And Jesus is like, yeah, Jesus is like, whoa, whoa, you guys are too hard. He was correcting them. Even Peter, he's like, get thee behind. Peter says something to, to challenge Jesus going to the cross. And what did Jesus say to him? Get behind me, Satan. Like, yeah, J- Jesus had no problem telling them hard things that they maybe didn't want to hear, but he could tell them something that was difficult to hear. He spent a lot of time, time with them too, right? I mean, he had an inner circle. Uh, we spoke about this in our first week in this. He had, you know, there were lots of disciples. Then there were the 12 disciples. Then he had James, Peter, James, and John that he spent a lot of time with. Eric, what were you going to say? That's why they would be willing to receive it, because even though he said hard things to them, they were confident that he loved them. Yeah. What were you going to say? You had your hand up again or no? You're just stretching your fingers. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's look at the... So that's Jesus and his disciples. Let me show you a few really cool passages that, about the Paul and Timothy... Oh, B, I'm sorry. Yeah. Outside of, of Judas? Yeah. Well, there were, I mean, Thomas didn't really believe in the resurrection at first, right? Yeah. Or I, I think they all struggled at times with things that Jesus was saying. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was just wondering. Yeah, they all struggled with that. Yeah. 
Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have little faith. Yeah. That's a good question. And that's something we should take encouragement from that when we doubt, when we have struggles, that Jesus is patient with us. Yeah. Um, okay. Then there's the Paul and Timothy relationship. And so this is what I want us to say. Remember, I said that the, the theme of the lesson is we should all be involved in spiritual mentoring, which implies that we are either being mentored or we are mentoring, or both at the same time. Look at the Paul and Timothy relationship. In 2 Timothy 3, we see Paul's heart for Timothy. He says, I thank God whom I served from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing... I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. He's speaking to Timothy. He's saying, I think of you all the time when I'm praying. I remember you. Greatly desiring to see thee. In other words, he's saying, I miss you. Now, this isn't the way like men talk to each other in our culture very often, right? But this is, he's telling Timothy about his love for him in a in a brotherly love or even a fatherly love. He says, Timothy, I think about you in my prayers, and I really want to be with you, being mindful of thy tears. In other words, I understand the struggles you're going through. I understand what is, and I want to be with you because it would fill me with joy. He says, I remember, in verse 5, I remember the unfeigned faith that is in you, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Paul had a relationship, and I'll say more about this later. Paul knew the whole family. There's a cool backstory here. Paul knew Timothy's grandmother. He knew Timothy's mother. He knew the whole story. They, there was a deep re- personal relationship between Paul and Timothy as well. Verse 6, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Then a few verses later, in 2 Timothy 1.13, he encourages his young protege. He says, hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of who? Now, he doesn't mean heard about me. He means heard of me here as means from me. Like, I told you these things. Remember them. Hold them fast. I taught you the faith and the love which is in Christ Jesus. And then he gives them some encouragement in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. In 2 Timothy 2, 1 and 2, he says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Do we have that verse, Jesse? I didn't put that one in. My bad. I told you I would make a mistake on here. You, you said, I said, Jesse, just double check the verses that I have them all. And he's like, oh, I'm, you, you don't. You wouldn't miss them. But I did. I did. So the, um, the, that last one, though, it's on your handout, 2 Timothy 2, verse 2. What is, this, what is happening there in the context of our whole conversation? Look at 2 Timothy 2, 2 on your handout there. What's happening there? The, the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men. Up until now, Timothy has been the one being mentored, right? Yeah. And now what is Paul reminding him he needs to now do? do the same thing. He needs to take on that role. Yeah. He needs to be the mentor. 
to faithful men. And then they will what? They will do the same thing. They will carry it on. This is how we're supposed to live in our Christian faith, in our relationship. It's interesting, you see this in the book of Titus, where he tells Titus, in the church, make sure that the older men are, are a good example for the younger men, and make sure that the, the older women are teaching the younger women. There's this, these relationships that are, that are supposed to be taking place within the church as we grow together in the faith. Again, this is why, remember, principle number three, discipleship involves who? The whole church. Discipleship involves the whole church. It's not just uh, the pastor who, is, who d- does it all from here. It involves everybody, all growing together. So this one, this, this other discussion here, let's, let's take a minute here to write a couple thoughts down here. We've, already, we can, we, we've kind of already covered some of this, but first of all, what makes a good mentor? How is that different or similar to a good spiritual mentor? So just, just give me some characteristics. Write a few down really quick. Just write one-word answers here down. What makes a good mentor, whether it's a spiritual mentor or uh, a mentor in any realm of life, what are some characteristics of a good mentor? Give everybody just a second to write a few down, and then Jason will go first because he's ready to go. It was that nap you told me about today. Got you fired up and ready to go. (laughs) It's good stuff. Write them down. What makes a good mentor? We'll give everybody... 30 more seconds to write down a couple of words. Fifteen seconds. The Jeopardy music plays. All right, I said Jason first, so then we'll go to B. So, yeah. Knowledge and patience. Yeah, those two need to go together, right? Because knowledge without the patience can be... Can be. What a terrible parent, you know? Well, how terrible, right? <laughs> I had this conversation... I had this conversation with my son. Oh, both of you. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, at least you've got one thing going for you. I had, that's a good point, though. I had this conversation with my, my son a couple of weeks ago, and we were having a heart-to-heart, and, he, and I was trying to open the door for him to you know, tell me, just to be honest with me, and I kind of prodded him along, so I got it going, and he's like, yeah, I just don't think you're, sometimes you're not very patient with me. I was like, oh, because I knew it was true. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, there's a clash. Yeah. 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 Seven. You got, to, you've got to, you're good with the page, yeah. B, what were you going to say? Okay, helpful, 
helping others. Yeah, that makes a good, good mentor. Just trying to help. Josiah. Yeah, so they've got to have character, right? There's got to be a moral base in their life. Because I've, I've heard things from a lot of people that are smart, but it's like, I just don't know if the way you live your life, I really want to be listening to what you have to say. Yeah. Seth? Yeah, come down to somebody's level where they need, right? It, not to impress them with, yeah, but to be able to come down to where the person is. I like that. Carla? Yeah, encouragement. An encourager can, can like, the simple act of encouragement is way more powerful than we think it is. Yeah. Seth, again. <laughs> in the simplest, what's that uh, from the TV show? Explain it to me like I'm eight. Explanation. Explain it to me like I'm five, <laughs> right? Like, let's try that again. Um, yeah. What else? Somebody wrote down. Teresa. Hmm. Yeah, there's experience to draw from. And I, I like how you said avoiding harsh criticism because criticism is sometimes the only way to grow. But there's a difference between... Cons- yeah. Yeah. Right? Let's, that's, that's, that's very, very helpful insights from all of you. Let's shift this thought a little bit. It's, you, can have, you could have the greatest mentor in the world, but some people struggle to be mentored. So we could do this one in the positive. What makes, we talked about what makes a good mentor, but what takes, what makes a good mentee? Write them down. Go ahead, write them down right now. That's the second discussion question here. What makes a good mentee? Somebody who's on the receiving end of the mentoring relationship. Give you another minute. I found that the discussions are better if I give us all time to write some things down because not everybody likes to whip it off. You want to think about it for at least a at least a quick minute.
What makes a good mentee? Somebody, yeah, what makes somebody able to read, to benefit from the mentorship relationship? All right, ready, set, go. Josiah first. The mentee needs to have, could you elaborate on that at all? Oh, right. Yeah, some people want to, they're like, okay, I have a mentor, and they want to just be like that person right away, whereas that person spent years. It would be like if I, you know, hired Larry Bird to perfect my free throw, right? Like, that would be a long process. I could have the greatest mentor in the world, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while. That's a good point. What else? Yes, Jim. To play the guitar. I was one of your students, very briefly. So hopefully. <laughs> okay, so you can't remember that. <laughs> and I, let's just say this. I was one of his students, and Aaron was one of his students. Yeah, there's, that's a good point, because Aaron benefited from the mentor relationship. I sadly did not. So I do not play the guitar on Sundays. Um, yeah, yeah, it might not have been. But yeah, that's true. What else? Who else? Carla, go ahead. Yeah. Jason? Obedience, and then if I could pick up on something you just said, discernment too. Because you need to know who you should be following. Yeah, because some people, they, they get under the wrong influences. So, and obedience is really important. Yeah, it's like Karate Kid, right? It's like Karate Kid. You gotta, he didn't want to listen. He didn't want to listen. He didn't want to do it. It wasn't until he finally obeyed. I don't, know, I don't remember which chapter of the Bible that is in, but Karate Kid is an important spiritual lesson. Wax on. Wax off. To Teresa, good mentee. And the Lord puts people together, right? And, that, and we, we should not discount the ministry of the Holy Spirit in this because it's not that we are just on a hunt to be like, oh, I want to be like that person or I want this. It's like, God, what are you accomplishing in my life? 
And who is somebody that I should be looking to? Paul said to the Corinthians, follow me as I follow Christ. So that's, that's, that's a really very important point. Yes, sir? Yeah, you've got to be humble. You've got to be humble and teachable that we see this not just, I, I see this not just in the spiritual world, but in, in the professional world as well. I've hired a lot of people at the company I work for, and very often there are very talented people that are not coachable. They're not trainable. And, and they reach a cap of their capabilities and productivities. Because sometimes it's their talents that hold them back. Have you ever seen that before? And somebody, like very talented person, but they reach a cap because they can't be told anything. They cannot be corrected. I know for men, we all struggle that, with that when we're young, I think, all of us. Like we, we, we have to fight against that to say, you know what? I could be wrong about this. I need to listen. Speak less, listen more. Um, I think the Bible says, and I read this verse very recently, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, where there is no counsel, where there is no counsel, the nation falls. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. There's another proverb that says that, that we will, a wise man, I'm going to totally paraphrase this, it, it occurs multiple times, a wise man will hear reproof and will become wiser. And so what I've had to learn in my life is when I am corrected, my instant reaction is to be like, well, who are you to say that to me? <laughs> and, the, and the scriptures say that a wise man will stop and will say, you know what? Maybe I don't like the way they said it. Maybe I don't think they have the right to say it, but none of that is relevant. The only relevance is, is it true? And am I humble enough to consider it? So I think there's both. We need to correct ourselves. But if I know, if, but I also have to be humble enough to receive that correction. Actually, the book of Proverbs is filled with that. So I'd encourage everybody to, to look, at, look at the book of Proverbs. And it really speaks to that issue. Um, yeah, these are, good, these are good things. Yes, Bill. <laughs> and I was never, I didn't belong there. Right. Of course, you got to know where you belong. You need to be mentored in the market. Maybe you meant to be mentored. That's very good. And that's very similar to what Teresa was saying about how the Lord will, you know, put you in those situations. And sometimes God will use people in your life to help you sort through all of that and to figure out where it is, um, so yeah, these are, these are really good, good observations. Okay, let me give you these. I'll just go, I'm just going to give you these fast because we're pretty much out of time. And I'd encourage you to, I'm going to give you these blanks. I'm going to make just one or two statements about them. We'll do this in five minutes, I promise. But I want you to see these and, and I'd encourage you to reflect on them a little bit more. 
Look back at 2 Timothy now as I fill these in. We're gonna, this is all these, these five statements are based on 2 Timothy 3, 10 through 17. So, so Jesse, if you give me verse 10, but thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, and patience. Notice that first statement up there. He says, Timothy, you have what? You have fully known everything about me. You know my doctrine. You know my manner of life. You know my purpose, faith. Number one, effective spiritual mentoring requires time. It requires time. You do not get this. You do not get the, a verse 10 kind of knowledge unless you've spent a lot of time with someone. It says, Timothy, you know everything about me. It requires time. Good? We got it? We see it? Number two, it's also in this verse, effective spiritual mentoring requires teaching. It requires teaching. Yes, Timothy has fully known. He knows the whole person. But he also knows Paul's doctrine. That word doctrine can also be translated teaching. That's what doctrine is. Doctrine is the teaching. Effective spiritual mentoring requires teaching, which means we've got to have that humility. There has to be time spent being instructed, learning, sitting at the feet of a, spirit, a, a spiritual guide, a spiritual father or a spiritual mother. Okay? Number three. So thou hast fully known, so it takes time to fully know. You've known my doctrine, but now he says you've known my manner of life. You see that? And then he describes it even more. You've known my manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came to me at Antioch. Three, effective spiritual mentoring requires character. It requires character. This is what Josiah pointed out a few minutes ago. The person has to be moral. Paul says, I didn't just, it wasn't just my talk, it was my walk. The saying, there's a funny little rhyme, your talk talks and your walk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. So work on that a few times and you'll, you'll get it, but it's, it's pretty good. Your talk talks, your walk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. Effective spiritual mentoring requires character. Number four, notice in this verse, what else did Timothy know about him? You've known about my persecutions, my afflictions, which came to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. Number four, effective spiritual mentoring requires commitment. It requires commitment. Paul proved to Timothy that he was not a fair-weather Christian. Paul proved to Timothy that he was in it for the long haul no matter what happened in his life. He wasn't a, a, a and this is why I would, especially to younger people, I would say be careful about the, the Christian celebrities that are on the internet. Be careful about the coolest hip pastor or the coolest hip Christian musician. I'm not saying those are bad people. What I'm saying is their lives have not been tested and proven yet. 
Quick backstory. Lystra. You see that? That's where Timothy is from. Timothy's from Lystra. Paul went to Lystra two times. The first time Paul went to Lystra, Timothy was a child. Paul went to Lystra. Does anybody know what happened to, to Paul in Lystra? The worst thing that could probably happen. He got stoned. As in they threw rocks at him. There was no substance abuse going on, right? They threw rocks at him. He goes to Lystra. He preaches. The town takes him out and they try to kill him. They try to execute him. They walk away thinking that he's dead. As they walk away, miraculously, Paul survived. He gets up from the rock pile, and what does he do? He walks back into Lystra. He goes back to the church. Read about it in the book of Acts. It's incredible. He goes back. The church must mend up his wounds, and they send you... You talk about a hero. You talk about, and I don't know how old he was, but let's just imagine eight-year-old Timothy, a witness to all of this. And he watches this guy come back into town, and then Paul goes off and spends a few more years on missionary journeys, and he comes back through Lystra. And he says to Lois and Eunice, would you mind if I took your grandson and your son Timothy with me on my journeys? And Timothy then goes with his childhood hero, the Apostle Paul from Lystra. Whew! That's powerful stuff. Paul is committed. Like, we need to look to people and we need to be people that say, hey, through persecutions, through all of it, that's a spiritual mentor. Number five, and here we finish. Oh, and he tells Timothy in verse number 12, uh, so back up a little bit, he expects the mentee to be committed too. By the way, Timothy, if you're going to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, it's going to be tough for you too. He doesn't paint a, a rosy picture. He says, you need to do this. And then he warns him, verse 13, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Verse 14, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned from. Verse 15, and that from a child thou hast known the what? Holy Scriptures, number five, effective spiritual mentoring requires the Word. The Word. A true spiritual mentor will not spend all his time or her time talking about your feelings, talking about your life story. All of that is important. It has its place. But an effective spiritual mentor is someone who is always pointing you back where? To the Word. To the Word. To the Word. And he talks about the Word in verses 15, 16, and 17. This is real discipleship. This is real impact. One life mentoring another life. I think that was five minutes. Might have been six. We're done though. Let's pray. We'll ask God to bless. Lord, we thank you that we've had this time. We thank you, Lord, that you've, you've given us people to guide us back to your word. Lord, I pray for, for this church to be a place where people find that spiritual guidance and people can grow in their faith. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We are so glad that you've taken the time to join us today. If you've been blessed by the message, or if you have placed your faith in Jesus today, we want to hear from you. Maybe you still have questions about what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Please let us know, and we would love to answer those questions from the Bible. 
We would also be happy to provide you with the Bible and other free Christian resources to help you grow in your faith. You can email us at info at mountgraylockbaptist.com or send us a message on Facebook. You can also call us at 413-662-2107. We would love to hear from you, and our desire is to be a blessing to you in any way that we can. God bless.